Well, welcome everybody to our weekly discussion podcast. I'm Pastor Kyle. And I am Pastor Holly. Hi, Pastor Holly. Good morning. How, How are you doing? You? I'm doing really good. Good. We, we today are excited to begin discussions on our new sermon series. Yes. Uh, and we are looking for the next several weeks at the Sermon on the Mount. Yes, so good. Kind of the the uh, the Sermon of all sermons, right? The kind of the Sermon of all sermons. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. <laughs> it's like if you want to read probably the best sermon in the Bible. Yeah. Arguably. I I mean I I think so. I Pro- think so probably too. probably the best preacher hands <laughs> yeah, down. Absolutely. So yeah. <laughs> in fact, um, when you're at the very end of the Sermon on the Mount in, in Matthew chapter 7, 28 through 29, yeah. it says this. So I actually think as, as we're talking about the Sermon on the Mount, listen, everybody, to this. This is what the Bible expects when you listen to sermons. Oh, okay. okay this sounds ready? serious. It says, yeah. when Jesus concluded his address, the crowd burst into applause. <laughs> They had never heard teaching like this. Isn't that amazing? Okay, so if you're listening. <laughs> so that's when, a directive, right? When your yeah. pastor is done preaching, <laughs> you should burst into applause. Burst into applause. Maybe hold up one of those like foam fingers, yeah, those uh, number one. Yeah. yeah, but maybe Jesus. Jesus is number Jesus one. Jesus is number one. Go. Yeah, yeah, that's probably better. really feel good, good about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so yes, we're going to jump in for the next several weeks to talk about Essentially, that whole sermon, so Matthew chapter 5 through chapter 7, mm-hmm. um, oftentimes, uh, you know, uh, sermon series will focus just on maybe those that first section, right. which we know is the Beatitudes, yeah. which we're going to talk about uh, a bit today. Uh, but we want to kind of work through the entire sermon, yeah. uh, so chapters 5 through 7. So we'll go week by week and take kind of larger sections yeah. and talk about those things. Good. So much good stuff in there. And I feel like the, you know, that opening part you're talking about, the Beatitudes, the, the rest of it kind of spells out what that looks like. Yeah. So it's it's all really uh, just rich. Yes. Yeah. yeah, you're right on. In fact, next week we're going to be talking about salt and light. Mm. And uh, essentially what Jesus says is, I've given you what we're going to talk about today, these Beatitudes. Now here's how the effect of that uh, works out in your life. Here's what it, it looks like in action, and and he uses two really pow- powerful metaphors, which we'll talk about next week. So oh, good. Little okay. teaser. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this week we're gonna just talk about Matthew chapter five verses three through twelve and these beatitudes. One of the things, and Pastor Holly, we were just looking at some pictures. Yes. Which are really cool. So yeah. a couple years ago, uh, I got to go to a uh, to uh, Israel on a trip. And uh, we got to go to the place where Jesus uh, preached this sermon. Yeah. And oh, it's wow. really cool. So it's, it's, it's essentially a hill. Right. Uh, yeah. He kind of walks up. And we're, we're in the Pacific Northwest. So yeah. mountains are different <laughs> for us than, than in the Middle East. But um, and ser- Sermon on the Mount just sounds cooler than Sermon on the Hill. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's kind of a mountain for them. Sure. Yeah. 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 It's You're like, in the wow, desert. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, and so Jesus kind of, you know, he's, he's teaching around, uh, in different areas. He's got a whole bunch of people following, not only his disciples, but other people as well. And so he goes up onto this hill and he sits down and he begins to talk to all these people. Now, what's really cool is that he's talking at first directly to his disciples. Yeah. But the way that the acoustics work on that hill, 
is everyone that's sitting either on the hill or down around the hill could hear what he had to say. So cool. Like a natural amphitheater. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, and so these pictures that we were looking at, it's just this really beautiful place. There's a yeah. church that's built right on top of yeah. the place where they think this happened. Um, and so it's pretty cool. But uh, so one of the things that we've talked about, Pastor mm-hmm. Holly, is that we love to read these Beatitudes. Yeah. Uh, because we agree with them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, As followers absolutely. of Jesus, we're sure. like, yes, these things are awesome. <laughs> yes. Preach it, Jesus. Preach it, so Jesus. good. Yeah. Amen. You know, you give him a little glory hand. <laughs> right. Uh, but but then, um, so on the one hand, we read these and we and we we like what it says. Yeah. And then if you, if you kind of get into the context of what Jesus is doing, there's another side to reading these Beatitudes. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can... Read these, yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, we can talk about <laughs> what that other side is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, is it? Can I go ahead and read it for you? Awesome. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. So it is. Uh, you you mentioned Matthew chapter five, and this is verses three through twelve, the Beatitudes. It says, "Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth." Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Filled, excuse me. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven, for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Thanks, Pastor Holly, yeah. for reading that. So, yeah, those are so the language that we're using when we talk about these things is that these are kingdom tendencies. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So these are things that should identify um, the followers of Jesus and just yes. be part of essentially our spiritual DNA. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Who, who we are, how right. we live. And so one of the things that's the flip side that we're talking about. So we like to read these. We totally agree with Jesus. We give them yeah. an amen. Um, but Jesus is looking at his followers. Yes. And he's challenging the conventional wisdom of that day. Right. And essentially he's asking you all who have followed me, yeah. <laughs> um, how are you uh, defined by these things? So the flip side mm-hmm. is what are the ways in your life that you're not living into these? Oh, yes. Um, yeah. And so the other word that we like to be using that's we are named our series this mm-hmm. is unsettled. Yeah. Because the Beatitudes in this whole Sermon on the Mount can be really unsettling uh, for people who are following Jesus because yeah. he's challenging ways that we think and live that are not following in the way of the kingdom. Yeah, when you put yourself or when his disciples put themselves in uh, into those descriptors, yeah, that would be unsettling. Mm-hmm. These are not comfortable at all. And I think it's just really interesting that, as you said, Jesus is talking directly to his disciples, the people in his immediate uh, circle. I mean, literally there on the on the hill, yeah. right? Yeah, right. And um, these were not um, a, a secular people. This right. is a religious culture, and mm-hmm. his disciples were religious people. So in challenging the culture— um, he's challenging the religious culture yes, here. Right. Yeah. And and maybe we could talk for a moment, Pastor Holly, about just 
how we tend to think and feel about um, conviction yeah. <laughs> or uh, how we tend to think and feel about when the Bible um, and its truth mm-hmm. confronts the way that we live, yeah. even and especially those of us who are followers of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really, it's it's not comfortable. It is not comfortable. No, when you said that, my initial thought is, well, my feelings about how I feel about conviction is I don't I don't enjoy it. I don't right. like it. It's yeah. not fun. Yeah. Uh, but uh, because it's unsettling, yeah. right? But then it becomes life-giving. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we tend to do is avoid things that are uncomfortable. We yes. do this just mm-hmm. in life in general. Sure, yeah. But specifically, and, and maybe, and you and I talk about this a lot, actually, um, we tend to think we're comfortable with abstract thought, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Abstract, uh, so we can we can take the idea of conviction, right, um, and we can boil it down to specifics yes. in our own spe- in our own personal lives. Not everyone is like that. Sure, yeah, um, we all think differently. Yeah. Everybody thinks differently. That's right. But um, this is one of those things where I think we have to allow ourselves to be reflective mm-hmm. um, and to ask ourselves. What are the ways that I am not following Jesus? Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, as pastors, you know, it's, it's a primary role of ours to teach the scripture and help people ask that question. Right. But getting people to ask that question, even asking that question in our own lives, can yeah. be really difficult Yeah. and painful. Oh, it absolutely can. Yeah, and I think sometimes that the... Uh, maybe in in our roles as pastors, or perhaps in for anybody who has been following Jesus for some time, you do get comfortable, and you do kind yeah. of you can kind of feel like uh, you know you get it now and you understand it now, and so then those moments of conviction can become really hard because yeah. we 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 get comfortable with our our walk yeah. uh, with the Lord and comfortable with our <laughs> relationship with him. And yeah. sometimes it can be even harder at that point to recognize um, the conviction of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Yes, absolutely. You know, there's, I think um, we, we are hoping to be real practical in our help um, with some of these things. Yeah. So, um, you know, I would say if, if you take some time, we, we just came out of a series talking about different rhythms that yes. help us, yeah. healthy spiritual rhythms. So maybe some of that time that you set aside for your particular, any particular healthy spiritual rhythm, whether that's time in scripture, time in prayer, time in silence and solitude, yeah. uh, maybe some of that time you set aside, and I've found this practice helpful, writing things down. Yes, Whether absolutely. you do it like pen and paper or on your phone or, yeah. <laughs> or something. Right. Um, if if you're reading something like Jesus saying, here are the, the kingdom tendencies of my people. Yeah. And I read that and I'm like, oh, that, I love that, but I am not doing that. Yeah, right. And ouch. Ouch. And here's the way, here are the ways that I'm not doing that. Yeah. Be really specific. Last week, <laughs> yes, I was not a person, a peacemaker uh, right. in this yeah. way. I, whatever that is. Yeah. Um, and just begin to let the let God's spirit kind of speak to you and identify those. Maybe that's like the real kind of nitty gritty specific mm-hmm. kind of help in this. Yeah, that's good. I like that idea of writing down specifics, identifying specifics. Yeah, yeah that's good. I think there's another thing that helps, which is just being in community with people. Yes. Mm-hmm. So another one of our um, our discipleship pathway process steps yeah. um, is is uh, connecting deeply with others. So making space in your life for close personal relationships mm-hmm. that lead to growth and change. Yeah. So to be able to sit down with someone, and we know it's difficult now in sure. COVID time. <laughs> sit down on Zoom. Sit down sure. on Zoom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or socially distanced, You're right? In a very it's probably safe, better, yeah. Safe place. 
just to be able to allow people into your life enough so that they can say, hey, I'm noticing this in your life. Yes. And yeah. what's that about? Or right. can can I help? Yeah. Oh, it's so valuable. <laughs> yeah. There's People will have a different perspective and we'll be yeah. able to see things that we can't see in yeah. ourselves. That's and right. Yeah. Oh, those trusting relationships are just yeah, so important. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, good. So if you're listening to this podcast, don't neglect the the hard work of asking Jesus, yeah. the Holy Spirit, or someone else to say, I need help. I need to grow in this particular yes, area. Yeah. Um, again, unsettled is a word that we're using on a regular basis in our discipleship pathway because yeah. we think this process is so important. Not to be, like right. you said, too comfortable yeah. how you're doing things and with your relationship yeah. with God, but yet unsettledness, conviction, um, the recognition of sin in our life is not comfortable. It is not comfortable. Mm-mm. But it is a process where we can grow and change out of that. Yes. Yes, for sure. And and I'll just uh, make a quick note here that it's it's also a matter of prayer we you know one of the rhythms we talked about was prayer and uh and and just to be able to spend time asking god to show you there's the psalmist talks about this right and says search me and know my heart yes oh god if there's any wrong thing in me uh reveal this to me and uh that is the that's a that is a a humbling yeah. and <laughs> courageous prayer because God is faithful yeah. to uh to search our hearts and to uh to show us where yeah. and and to convict us mm-hmm. uh if we are open and seeking yeah. that so yeah. that's really yeah. good pastor Holly um you know one of the things that that uh that we did which was this kind of cool thing when when you read the beatitudes you see the tendencies of people of the kingdom of God and yeah. when you just talk about uh, God searching us and knowing us, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so there's there's kind of that individual kind of thing. But I also think there's the how are the ways that we're thinking about the world around us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How does that line up with Jesus yes. um, and the ways of the kingdom? And it is very difficult because I think sometimes we can get pulled uh, into kind of cultural ways yeah. of thinking, yes. worldviews that aren't defined by the kingdom way or by scripture. So yeah. what we did, um, we r- wrote out what we thought might um, define, be like kind of cultural beatitudes. If we had to make a list of beatitudes for our culture. Yeah. And this is kind of helpful because maybe this might help you ask, where am I thinking in these ways versus the ways that Jesus is asking us yeah. to? Good. So let me just read these. Um, and remember, um, we're, we're thinking that these are um, cultural beatitudes, not Jesus beatitudes, right. but cultural in, beatitudes. In today, in, in our cultural context. In today. our cultural yeah. context, these might be defining um, statements. So cultural beatitudes. Blessed are the rich in things and in self-assurance. Blessed are those untouched by loss. Blessed are the powerful. Blessed are those who are realistic about righteousness, compromising when, when they need to. Blessed are those who demand and exact an eye for an eye. Blessed are the crafty and the opportunistic. Blessed are those who are bold enough to fight. Uh, Blessed are those who by doing good things receive many accolades. And blessed are those who are widely praised and adored. Mm. Well, big ouch to all that. My goodness. Yeah, you can see um, each one that you read. I just thought that is... uh, 
that's our culture. Mm-hmm. That's, that's true. Our culture. That's, that's what we value yep. uh, in this context. And, and we have to, you know, I think it's really helpful to say, okay, I, we see those. Those are easily to, easy to identify in our cultural mm-hmm. context. Mm-hmm. So maybe the, the, the part that's not as easy is to yeah. say, where am I leaning toward those yes. ways of thinking and living versus what Jesus is saying here in the first few chapters yeah. or first few verses of chapter five? Yeah, yeah, I uh, I agree. It's really hard to look at those things and then look at myself in the mirror yeah. and say, uh, you know, where where are those in me? And and you know, if I'm honest, it's not always that hard to see those things in myself yeah. it's just uh that i'd rather not oh that's so good yeah i love that yeah. kind of thought which is we have to be willing to do that work yeah. and yeah. and maybe there's where we have to deal with that sense of like just uncomfortable that we might be uncomfortable with pain and 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 the discomfort of, right yeah yeah, I'm not willing to. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to be a fighter and not a peacemaker. Right? Know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I want to be. Uh, I want to be uh, focused on my own well-being right. versus um, being defined by mercy and grace for others. Right. You know, yeah. those are more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, they are. <laughs> it's it's or maybe maybe they're easier to live out those cultural values versus. Yeah. Uh, the kingdom way of Jesus. Yeah, and in some ways we can uh, we we find ways to justify them because we mm-hmm. know as followers of Jesus that we are in this this process of transformation yes. throughout our whole lives. But it's easy, uh, I think, sometimes to um, to kind of twist things a little mm-hmm. bit and justify. And you and you even mentioned in one of these cultural beatitudes. Um, blessed are those who are realistic about righteousness, compromising <laughs> when they need to. And uh, just to know that we do that, don't, don't we? Yeah. we? We see things and think, you know, well, it's just we're going to do this for a little while because it's yeah. going to lead to this better thing. Yeah. Or um, uh, it's just a, a we're just bending the truth just a yeah. little bit because right. it's easier to explain things that way. Oh, that's or, so good. Yep. Um, and, and, and we justify it. Mm-hmm. Um it's not the way of Jesus. It's not the way of Jesus. No. no. So I just want to say, as we as we end our podcast for this week, I think we just want to encourage everyone who's listening, yeah, uh, to to lean into these ways of Jesus, like you just said, don't do less justifying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and more leaning into the ways of Jesus, and just the encouragement. We know that being unsettled and convicted is yeah. a difficult process. It is, but. As you do that, you um, as you lean into that, let the Spirit speak to you, let Scripture speak to you, let yeah. others speak into your life. You will um, be more like Jesus yes. on the other side of that. Yeah, you will have a closer experience of relationship with Him as that truth is realized in you and through you, Ugh, and it yes. is so good. It's worth it. It's, it's worth it. It's worth that. It's worth being unsettled. Yes, it's yeah. worth being unsettled. Yeah. So will, will you join us on this journey of being unsettled yeah. for these next few weeks and just ongoing? It's part of our discipleship pathway, right. and we think it's really, really important. I think so. So this is where, you know, we need to have a button, Pastor Holly, yeah. where this the uh, sermon is concluded, the crowd bursts into applause. Yes. This teaching's amazing. <laughs> Big old round of applause. Big old round of applause. We might need a laugh track button, too. Yeah, yeah. we should probably do that. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, everybody. See you next week. Bye.